Welcome to That's Awesome ID. My name is Leslie Early, and each week I will be speaking with a different guest and learning about one thing they think is awesome in the field of instructional design. Okay, today I am excited to have Mo Ash here with me. Uh, He is a learning architect and a gamification enthusiast. So he is here to sort of share some of his passion and insight about gamification and go into a little bit more depth about, about what that term means, what it doesn't mean, and just kind of give some helpful tips and tricks. So I, in fact, in fact... You have so much to share that we were probably going to break this down into two separate episodes, which is also exciting because I've never done that before. And I feel like it's a big moment. So thank you, Mo, for joining me for this, you know, history making double parter of That's Awesome ID. Well, I'm happy to be part of history if if, (laughs) if that is appropriate to say. (laughs) Hey, I mean, it's a first, right? Every first counts. Awesome. Let's put it for the books then. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you are you you call yourself a gamification enthusiast, and I have seen some of your um, some of your posts, some of your um, interest in this. So it seems like you really do. You have spent a lot of time kind of studying this. So, h- how did you become interested in gamification, even to begin with? Um, well, let's just say that I. I, I never thought that I would be doing what I'm doing. Um, my my aspiration, my end destination was to actually work for the UNDP. I am I'm, I'm, I'm an ex I'm an ex UN employee. I used to work in UNESCO, and yeah. I kind of stumbled upon uh, learning and development. And um, I thought I would be a trainer, maybe an L and D consultant. No, that didn't work. It's instructional design, and I had an opportunity to work for a um, a company that does their own board game simulations. We do it homegrown. We don't franchise. Mm. We don't get it from anywhere else. We get it our way. We do it. So I stumbled in it as a designer that would build up board games, business board games, and mm. um, that's that's how that's how it started. I, I, I was I was approached that way for something new, and uh, I got hooked. That's simply it. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, cause it is, it's so fun. It's such a fun topic and area of study. Um, so I guess, um, the thing that I find interesting in, in our conversations that we had leading up to this, to develop this mm-hmm. episode is that you, you've given, you have a lot of information about what gamification is. And what it isn't. Mm-hmm. And I think because we're in instructional design, um, you know, sometimes there's some confusion around this term. And what does it really mean? Because, you know, it could be confused with a lot of different things. True. Um, well, let's let's kick it off. That When we think about learning design, the first thing that we we consider is assessment or quizzes or making sure that the learning is practical. And on these auspices, people start to think that maybe gamification is the same thing. Maybe gamification is another sort of assessment. Maybe gamification is just another in-class activity or mm-hmm. like as shallow as 
like let's give each and every person a balloon and then they pop one another's balloon or look for the other person's balloon and this way we're having a game that's mm-hmm. that's not it this is playing this is play and playing is the act of entertainment and engagement but without a specific purpose just for pure entertainment mm-hmm. and when we look at game game is actually a system we have specific inputs we have specific outputs we have players taking place inside of that system and we have an artificial conflict and that artificial conflict is um, is is mainly where all the learning takes place and the players are dictated by specific rules that they would be delimiting them or like telling them what to do and what not to do like a good game like a a board game of Catan or like Mm -hmm. a ticket to ride or all of that we have a destination we have something specific that we want to go for or maybe Mm -hmm. because some people might not know the 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 board games that I talked about like Monopoly Mm -hmm. we all play Monopoly we know the end goal is to well it's it's to be the guy with all the money. Right. <laughs> so in, in, in a game, looking at it as a system, this is how we should approach it because learning experiences are systems. We turn our learners into the players. We put rules on how to do that specific skill or how to acquire that specific piece of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And also there's an artificial conflict of skill acquisition and trying to learn something. And the end goal, well, basically it's a learning objective defined mm-hmm. by, well, whether you're using Robert Mager, Bloom's taxonomy, Merrill's, principle, uh, Merrill's first principles of instruction, come what may the theory, you're still following a system. So mm-hmm. this is how we should look into gamification that we are applying a set of strategies that will motivate the learners to reach that learning goal that we have started our whole our whole design upon now if i may say something else what about game based so if this is a strategy so what what's game based learning mm-hmm. game based learning and this is where we start to lose a lot of colleagues and we get into heated discussions of right. what this is and what it's not. Let's just say this is a virgin science. It's it's still new. And we're talking mm-hmm. a science that what that has been going on for like what 20 years? This is still virgin. This is still new. Mm-hmm. So game-based, simply um I'm gonna tell you an example. There's this game called Virulent. You would act as Raven. Raven is basically a virus that goes and infects cells and tries basically to infect the whole body. It's a very mm-hmm. dim strategy game and very cynical. But you as a learner, you're learning what the virus does. You're mm-hmm. learning how to infect. You're learning where to go and what to do as a virus. The game taught you the, the virus's life cycle. It taught you what's happening from a biological perspective. It's a strategy game. So Mm -hmm. this is game-based. Game-based, the game taught you what you should do. Gamification, it's a strategy for a whole program. So I could play this game for a day, 
for an hour or two, but gamification, we're looking into the whole system altogether where we motivate the learners to get to that specific learning objective. I hope I made mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, so you've talked about the difference between gamification and game-based learning. Um, so then I guess the question is, for me is, how is this different from something like a serious game? Because I know that this is also used in training for some things. I've, I know that, that much at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. But we're talking about like flight simulations. We're talking work with the military can be considered serious games. We could uh, talk about many things that have nothing to do with anything related to entertainment. Mm -hmm. A serious game is using game theory sometimes or using algorithms and mechanics to apply specific processes. So Mm -hmm. it could be... um, it could be um, uh, something that NASA is trying to like put a drill on what to do, or I'm trying to to to, to apply a specific piece of technology that could be through serious games. So, a, in a game in that format follows the same thing that we talked about prior, which is a system. So it's a serious system that has nothing to do with entertainment. Right. And uh, yeah. So it's more that's, like uh, a simulation. Like a simulation of certain things that you need to learn, but like it's not necessarily fun. <laughs> I mean, maybe fun, no. but, and it's not necessarily um, a tool to motivate people to accomplish the task. It's just this is a way of learning the task. You should check the Serious Game Conference and look at the names and the topics that are being discussed there. And you would know it has nothing to do with learning or entertainment the way we see it. Right. But I guess we we talked about this before that a serious game before was um, Nike did this campaign where... Leslie will be running every day because that's her drill. That's that's what she does for exercising. And she will be rec- recording how many kilometers or, well, since it's the U.S., it's how many miles. Mm-hmm. And um, I would run as well, and I would record my miles, and then I'm going to be put, putting it on, uh, on the website. And the website would start to put this battle of the sexes between both of us. So this mm-hmm. is has a bit of fun, but it's still a serious game as well because right. we're trying to to tackle like uh, health and promoting people to do something that would be good for them. It was that was the the, the point of the campaign itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now so, there are two other stuff, game based mm-hmm. pedagogy that would be the last one and then gamification. So game based pedagogy it's um it's me using a game for class management, for pedagogy, mm-hmm. to run a class. So it's a game, it's a, the practice and process of teaching and training using games from a teacher's perspective, not from a learner's perspective. Right. So like uh, assigning points or rewards to certain behaviors or things in the classroom or something like that. Um, in a way, because assigning points for a specific purpose and those points are thread together we could be venturing into gamification 
But if it's for pure teaching, only for pure class management, we're talking mm -hmm. game-based pedagogy. So the only difference between both of them is, is are we using this as a mechanic? Mm -hmm. And that's how we start to think gamification and game design. Okay. So more like in, in a classroom, if you're using an entire system of these game elements, then mm -hmm. you're sort of leaning more towards gamification than if you were literally just playing a game at one time exactly. to help manage the exactly. classroom. Okay. I get it. Okay. Awesome. Well, then I guess that leads me into, you know, as learning architects, instructional designers, e-learning developers, um, are there certain, does it make sense to use gamification in certain contexts or, or is this something that you can incorporate in any sort of learning project? This is a question that I get by a lot of clients that they come to me and they're like, we want to implement gamification. And I'll be like, why? Hmm. Why should I use that strategy? Oh, because it's fun. No, no, that's not the main thing. I, I, I'm not trying to gamify something, which is a lot of work, to entertain people. Mm -hmm. If there is a specific learning objective and it's lengthy, it's mundane, it's something that would dictate a lot of investment and that's also a mechanic there's something called an investment mechanic from the learner to reach that learning objective i would start to consider gamification mm -hmm. but if you're telling me i want to use a board game because people would love having a board game well play a game just don't use a, a gamified system just play a game entertain the people do a team building retreat but don't say that you're coming to me for a gamification. So would it suit any context in a way or another? I've seen a whole array of different types of programs using gamification. But it's not the it's not the content, it's the learning objective that we're trying to achieve. So what would be an ideal sort of um an ideal sort of situation in which you would think, oh, maybe gamification is is a good candidate for this experience? Well, um, that's a tough question. That's a tough question. Because mm -hmm. uh, if I, sometimes I, if I say no, I lose business. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, um, I've been working with the African Union uh, for it's been a year and a half now, and I'm doing this program for them on uh, on CBI, on competency-based uh, interviews. And what we have noticed from RTNA, that people have problems with diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. People have problems with cognitive biases and mm -hmm. like hiring certain people from certain areas. Some people are not in sync from different departments away from the full-on aspect that they should be there on the board of interviews with the HR representative or specialist, come what made a name. So our antidote of gamification, if I may say so, mm -hmm. was handling so many things subliminally and directly. One is for those people to see one another and interact one another and start to exchange ideas, form means of collaboration among them. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Two, for people to appreciate each other's perspective, because I had people, I, I, I delivered that uh, training in Ethiopia. So I had doctors, I had technology, people from technology, from accounting, from HR, from, I had people that were poli sci sitting in front of me. And some of them, they don't know one another. They never mm. worked with one another. So it was a way to bridge that means of perception. And also to let them understand that in CBI, we're dealing with competency. So they were appreciating people's competencies and they were starting to approach how us as an, an organization like of that magnitude, like the African Union, should work together and form a different type of culture. So mm. our program was a simple cog in a full-on development plan and we were helping form a different cultural understanding. That's why we use gamification. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like, yeah, because sometimes gamification can be very complex, and but games can handle and organize a high level of complexity. So it seems like a good a good mix there. Um, I guess to wrap away, away up, from the learning objectives, <laughs> right? Away from all of this and the learning objectives. That was the right. tough one. Um, I guess to wrap up this first half of our our discussion, um, what is what is one thing or it could be a resource, it could be you know an activity. What's something that listeners can do right now? Uh, to go improve their understanding of gamification principles? Um, I would say you have to play games. Not play games for the sake of playing games. Sometimes, I, I have to tell you this, I purchase games not to play them, but to deconstruct them, mm. to see how they work. Mm-hmm. To, 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 to borrow some understanding of how this element works with that element. That's one thing. So games like Catan, Splendor, Ticket to Ride, um, Dominion, uh, Flux, uh, Exploding Kitten. Those are a lump sum of games that you can play online or you can play uh, physically, but they have rich tapestry of mechanics. That's number one. Number two, read stories, read novels. Stories lend to you a system. They just present it to you. And it's mm-hmm. okay to take a storyline and build upon it. Last but not least, I would say there are specific people that you should look into their work. Like mm-hmm. Yokai Chao. He has the Octalysis, uh, a book called Actionable Behavior. And uh, obviously, Karkop obviously, mm-hmm. and, and his book, The Field Book and um, uh, The Field Book and the, the Book of Instructions, both offer so much for the learners uh, to go into. And uh, that, that, that would be the kickoff. Yeah, that's a great place to start, definitely. Um, okay, well, I think this is a good place for us to stop. And then when we get together again next time, we will be talking about more about uh, what goes into making a good game um, and some other practical tips for anyone starting to get into gamification. So thank you so much, Mo, and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. 